Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 20 of Live and Let Die Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Kosei Sentai Die Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J and with me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today? <laughs> Matt, I, uh, I'm kind of wiped out. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> uh, listeners, we had a solid, like, I don't know why, man. We had like gremlins on this episode. It took us a solid I, 50 minutes, Matt. Oh, easily. To get all of our technical bugs worked out. To record this, like we sat down, it's five o'clock now. We start, we sat down to, no, it took even longer. I think it took us almost an hour. Uh, but that is our dedication to make this happen for you, the listeners. Okay. So, um, shining in the heavens, Dave, there are five stars. You know, I heard that some, I don't remember where I heard that somewhere though. Did you hear it possibly 19 or 20 times before this? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's where it was. That's where it was. It was on this podcast. All coming back to you now, all right? Uh, anyway, the first, okay, the first star of the it's week. It's been a long week, Matt. Uh, the first star of the week, Dave, is, um, I am recording on a new microphone. Um, nice. I mentioned a few episodes ago that my microphone is, uh, uh, in ill repair. And so a, uh, a listener of this show and a good friend of ours, Nick Douglas, um, at too much, hey, Nick. at too much Nick on Twitter. Uh, he does all sorts of stuff that is cool, but, um, I don't have his resume in front of me right now because this microphone literally showed up on my doorstep right before we started to do this. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Nick's a great guy and he, uh, bought me a new microphone. So this episode is, uh, coming to you courtesy of Nick Douglas, um, Thanks, all around Nick. swell guy. Um, actually he is, um, we are trying to set up a time that we can figure out a way to get guests on the show, like an occasional third chair. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we talked about that a little while ago. Yeah. And he is one of the guys we're going to try to get on here. So. Oh, I think that would be super fun. Yeah. Anyway, so look forward to that, but that is the first star of the week. So it might, the microphone might not be configured right, right now because I just sort of plugged it in and hope for the best. So if you're getting any sort of weird sound issues this week, that's it. And I apologize for it. Otherwise, um, it should be coming in a lot nicer than my old one. So, uh, thumbs up there. Thanks again, yeah, Neg. Nice. Dave, what is our second star of the week? So, our second star of the week, Matt, is the other reason why I'm a little drained is my show opens this week. Uh, it's Saturday now. The show opens Wednesday. And I have been rocking like 13 and a half 14 hour days that's a long day uh, man. that is a it's i'm gonna go so far as to say that's too long of a day um it is it is but this is it this is the last week uh so the show opens wednesday it's uh it's really cool the kids are doing a great job i just went to a thrift store before we did this and bought just a mess of props like i got like like cushions and pictures and all sorts of stuff uh we're gonna dress the setup um do the set you're gonna come see the show right oh yeah i, mean, I assumed you were but uh dude the guy who does our sets just did a bang up job that's really exciting it, uh, you told me before you were coming over here um because this week we are actually in the same building although not in the same room because we got weird <laughs> going back to the weird sound issues we were having a lot of weird uh sort of echoey crosstalk so Dave is sitting at my kitchen table, and I am in my bedroom with the door closed. And a nice table it is, Matt. Oh, thank you. Um, you got a tablecloth on here. You might be the only bachelor I know with a tablecloth, Matt. I think that sets you a, a step above. Uh, well, that tablecloth I think is actually a bed sheet. So I will, dude. Don't I will ruin. I will this take for me. that compliment. Um, yeah, don't just roll with it. <laughs> okay, so. You told me you were coming over here after you went to the thrift shop, and I was trying to figure out, like, All right, I guess I guess they're going to thrift shops now. That's a that's a new fun hobby of theirs. Did not realize at all that it was for props. <laughs> I love I love popping tags, Matt. Okay, so that is our second star of the week. <laughs> Does that make me? I think that may have just been that may have been some dad humor right there, man. 
like, let me make a funny reference to a song that came out, what, two years ago? Oh, easily. Maybe easily three years, years ago. ago. <laughs> I've started to realize, so I don't have kids, but I am 32. And I've started to realize that, um, like, even if you are not a dad, like, when you get to a certain age, you just start, like, you become, like, a where dad. Like, when the <laughs> circumstances are right. Right. Like, you you transform into, like, you have, like, a dad moment. And then you, yeah, like, shift back. But is there an opportunity to make a reference to, like, a pop song that I, like, only heard one of because it was on the radio that came out, like, three years ago? And, like, I'm the words that are joke. a little bit out of order, but you got most of them right. Like, enough that I recognize <laughs> what it's supposed to be. Right, man. I am making that joke Get every time. Every time I'm making that joke. You should. There's no shame in it. <laughs> All right, man. So that's my star. Or that's my first star, I guess, of the week is this show. I am. I'm, I'm psyched about it. Um, I might actually be slightly like I'm very high energy right now. Like I'm wiped out, but I'm high energy. I think I might just be like vaguely delirious. That's entirely but, possible. Um, I mean, as you said, you've been working 14 hour days for the last week or so. Yeah, not longer than that. But it's cool. It's cool. Everything's cool. We're all <laughs> okay. fine over here. Uh, so that is our second star of the week. Our third <laughs> star of the week, Dave, is I showed you this when you came over. Um, oh, and I only found out about it because our producer, Mark, sent me the link last week. Guys, there this... is a video. Go on YouTube um, <laughs> right now. I mean, if, Pause. If you're, Pause the episode. I mean, I guess if you're driving somewhere, like wait until you get to your destination. Or at least pull over okay, to the yeah, side of don't. the road. But um, just... Put into YouTube, <laughs> Die Ranger Dance, okay? It's, guys, you will not be disappointed, provided that what you are looking for is something in- ridiculous. Uh, something incredible. So there are all five of our dear heroes. Ko is not in it, um, which is probably for the best. Uh, and they are doing this weird sort of herky-jerky dance that may or may not be some sort of like calisthenic video oh dude it makes it doesn't make any oh my gosh okay yeah i think that's what it is it's gotta be some sort of like really low intensity workout and it's not a it is not a high quality video it looks like a weird public access thing yeah um, but it's not, I don't think, because we, I looked into it more, and this is not the only version of Super Sentai that has like a weird calisthenic dance thing to it. Yeah, like, Jetman. Yeah, we saw, had one as well that you saw. Yeah, and the Jetman one was, I might say even stranger. Um, if only because one of the five of them wasn't in their outfit. Um, yeah. And so, okay, let me, let me give you some highlights. There's a lot of jumping up and down while, uh, having your sort of, uh, you put your hands in your armpits and you flap your arms around like they're wings while jumping there's up and that. down. There was that a few times. Dude, there's one spot where you like, you hop up on like one leg and you like, you cross your other leg over it as though you're crossing, as though you're like putting your ankle on your knee. And then you like hop on the one leg to the side while like pointing both arms like up and away from you. It's yeah. yeah, but the weird thing is, like, since they're all wearing their helmets, like, you can't see their faces, and they're not quite in sync, and so it just looks like this weird sort of like, um, you know what it is? It reminds me of like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic robot thing, where they're all supposed to be doing the same thing, but they're not quite, and what they're doing is bizarre and a little disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, that works. I think that's a fair assessment. Bizarre and a little disturbing. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that's, that's really it. Uh, that is the third star of the week. Um, just go check it out. Die Ranger Dance. Yeah, it is, it's worth a watch. Uh, Dave, what is our fourth star of the week? Fourth star of the week, Matt. I'm psyched about this. Uh, and I think I'm actually going to mess around with it later tonight, is you may recall I told you about uh, Netrunner, which is this card game that I've been playing. Yes, you did. And uh, yeah, and a new kind of set came out for it. Uh, you may remember me saying that the way that Netrunner works, it's not like a CCG where you buy like 
uh, packs of cards. It's more like um, it's expansions. So you're not like hunting around for like that one perfect card. Like you buy the expansion and it has the same cards for everybody and like everybody kind of gets all the same stuff. Gotcha. So it really is. It's great because it's just kind of a strategy thing and you're not, you know, like the guy with the most money doesn't win is what I mean. Um, but a new expansion, like a large expansion came out for it and uh, it focuses on one of the in-game factions that I really like to play. Oh, nice. Did I... I think I threw this out to you a little bit before, how it's like there's a Netrunner and a corporation, and there's like four corporations and like three different factions of Netrunners and stuff, right? Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. Okay. So one of the corporations that I really like to play, uh, it's called Wayland, is the focus, is one of the focuses of this expansion. And so there's like a bunch of new stuff for it and like all sorts of really cool new cards. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. I got kind of like a sneak preview. There's a couple of websites that um i think like with permission i don't think anybody's doing anything like illicit sure they probably send out um, a review copy or something yeah i would imagine so but uh you know so i've seen a preview of the cards and like i have like the it's a really it's called netrunner database if anybody plays netrunner and somehow doesn't know about it but it has all the cards and it actually like you can like pick the cards you want and like construct a sort of digital deck oh fun but you can't no yeah it is it's great for like planning stuff out but you can't uh you can't play with it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's just there for planning purposes. There's no way to, for you to actually, like, sit down and play it. And I'm not good enough at it yet to... Nor do I know that anybody is, frankly. But, like, I'm not good enough at it to just be able to look at the deck and say, like, oh, yeah, this will work. Like, I have to sit down and... Oh, yeah, and kind of work through it. So I'm really excited about that. I think we're actually... After I do this, I'm going to go over to some friend's house. So we're going to... We're going to play with that. It's going to be cool. Sounds fun. Yeah, man. I'm jazzed about it. I love games. Games are good. That's a thing. I know. Actually, you should come out tonight. I may. I may do that. There's, uh, there is rumors <laughs> of a huge snowstorm coming, so I also might just sort of oh. bunker in and uh, oh, not yeah. do that. But Dude, I hope that snow. Oh, man. Normally, I am super psyched about snow days. I hope there is not a snow day on Monday. Because I have an odd, a rehearsal on Monday, and I cannot afford to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need that rehearse, that last rehearsal time. So, here's hoping. Yeah, I'll cross my fingers for you, bud. I'll, I will make sure there are no yeah. white crayons in my freezer. Yeah, no white crayons, no ice cubes down the toilet. Wear your pajamas right side out. What's the other one? I forget. Uh, okay, so, fourth star, order in chaos. Matt, what is our fifth star of the week? Fifth star, Dave, is that um, I have just become aware that the new season of the Power Rangers is, the American version, that is, is uh, has just started up. It is Power Rangers Ooh. Dino Charge. Nice. Uh, which I think is the third time they've done dinosaurs, and I don't blame them uh, for repeating that. I was thinking about um, watching it, but my Ranger DVDs... Should be coming in soon, because I think they get released, like, middle of February. And I'm okay. really worried that if I sit down and try to watch Zoo Ranger and Power Rangers Dino Charge, I'll, like, I'll just become infected with the dino madness. You know? Oh, and yeah, just, you like, gotta watch out for that. Yeah. I, it gets into your brain. It's just all dinosaurs all the time. And listen, if there's one thing that's going to take over my brain, dinosaurs, they're great. I have nothing against yeah. a good dinosaur. Um... Dave, what's your favorite dinosaur? My favorite dinosaur? You think about that for a second while I keep talking. Hmm. I feel like it's a good, it's a good thing to know. I'm a little surprised you don't have one off the top yeah. of your head, frankly. Uh, I gotta go Ankylosaurus, I think. I, I was also going to say Ankylosaurus. It's so cool. It's got the spikes on the side and like the big tail club. That's awesome. Dude, that tail club is the best. Okay. Uh, now if the, there's kind of another side to it. In which, like, there's best, like, best my favorite, and then there's best, like, like most emblematic of dinosaurs. And I'm going to say not Tyrannosaurus Rex. Here's why, right? Okay. In my mind, follow me here, the dinosaur is like a terrifying ultra predator, right? Like, that's what makes 
at least you know the carnivorous one like that's sure. what makes the dinosaur kind of cool right not that tyrannosaurus rex isn't a terrifying predator although i heard some like weird there's some weird theory apparently that like tyrannosaurus rex is not actually like a predator it's like a scavenger yeah every um, couple of years you read something like oh the t-rex was a scavenger the t-rex had feathers the t-rex right you know, to which I had say, an entirely shut up, third nerd. set of arms that were actually yeah. like perfectly normal sized. Right. Shut I up. I haven't nerds. actually read that. T Rex is awesome. I, science stops. No more science after T Rex being awesome. Anything after that is invalid. But, anyways, uh, Plesiosaur, the water dinosaurs. Yeah, water dinosaurs, horrifying. Because they're just, because everything in the ocean is terrifying. So it's like a dinosaur in the ocean. That's two terrifying things jammed together. That is two great tastes that I, I don't know if they are go terrifying great together. together. Um, because yeah. I want to get as far away from them as possible. <laughs> right. So yeah, but if my personal favorite, I'm going Ankylosaurus. Stegosaurus, close second. Ooh, do love the steg. Uh, love a Triceratops yeah. as well. But okay, see, now this is the problem. The Dino Madness is already sitting in, and I haven't even watched these shows <laughs> yet. I haven't watched the show yet. So I did go back. I, I haven't seen the new Power Rangers. I did go back and watch the first episode of the Sentai show it's based on, uh, uh, Kyoruger? Kyoruger? It's, it's something like that. K-Y-O-R-Y-U-G-E-R. Um, oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's yeah, great. It's dinosaurs. They've all got, they're they're all dinosaur rangers, but they also all have guns. Okay. Um, like weird sciencey guns, or like yeah, they have like weird sciencey guns. This looks sort of like Nerf guns, frankly. Oh, that's um, cool. and they're powered by like beast batteries that also power their Zords. Sure. Um, why not? There's no reason why not. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, which is why when you yeah. look at the T Rex of that thing, it's got this big giant like cylinder sitting in its mouth. Uh, and that is uh-huh. the that is the battery that it oh, that it runs okay. off of. It's just a giant AA battery oh. <laughs> that like glows in the middle and has a picture of a T Rex. It's that's awesome. It's great. Um, oh man, you know, speaking of robot dinosaurs, I never did see the most recent Transformers movie, which I'm sure was not very good. But I totally wanted to see Grimlock. I do love the Dinobots. Yeah, everybody loves the Dinobots. It's a giant robot T Rex, and I think I'm on record as liking that. Right, it's like a robot and a dinosaur and a transformer. It's like three of my favorite things. Um, oh, um, I was also going to talk about Zoo Ranger real quickly because the DVDs are coming in and I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to it. And I was thinking that, and this is still sort of up in the air, that might be the next series we watch after Dire Ranger is over. Um, but I was thinking about that and I was also thinking about Power Rangers. I was like, man, should I also watch the Power Rangers episodes um, when that time comes so that I can sort of compare and contrast. And we might do a little bit of that, but I realize that there is a different podcast that's already doing that. It's basically doing exactly what we're doing, but they're doing it with the Power Rangers and not the Super Sentai shows. Oh, right on. Um, it's called, uh, let's see, what is it? I was listening to a few episodes of it this week. It is called The Morphin Grid. So oh, cool. I'll have to check it if out. If you are interested in what we're doing, but want the American angle on it instead of the Japanese, uh, check out The Morphin Grid. Um, yeah, sounds those fun. Those guys are cool. Anyway, that is pretty much that. So, Dave, we are going to take a quick break. We are going to watch um, episode 20 of uh, Gosei Sentai Dai Ranger. The title of the episode is The First Public Opening of the Goma Palace. Ooh, that sounds promising. Oh, yeah. You're going to love this one, Dave. I, I, nice. I'm excited for you. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, okay, so we will see you guys in a minute. All right. Okay, so welcome back. Um, we have just finished watching episode 20, the first opening of the Goma Palace, and Dave, what just happened? Dude, I almost, I kind of hate to give a recap of this episode. I don't feel like I can do it without ruining the episode. Okay, you know? this, this is an episode with a lot of weird, uh, thing, things get of, introduced, uh, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, twists and turns. a lot of stuff happening. Okay, there's some stuff. Okay, basically, we resolve the co-plot line, at least for now, and we are introduced to the Goma commander, to Goma himself. 
That's a fair recap, I think. Yeah. Uh, Goma, specifically Goma the 15th is his name. But there is, but guys, there is a lot of stuff. Okay. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff happening in this episode. Okay. So let's just get into it. Open on the playground. Right. Um, all the Die Rangers are sort of hanging out on this jungle gym and they're standing around Ko, who is sort of sullenly swinging yeah, very he's slowly. Chilling out. Oh, real quick, Matt, uh, there is the recap and it, you know, like before the episode oh, yeah. sort of starts properly. And it is good to remember that Kasumi's mother is a monstrous human being. Yes. So just recall that as we're going into this. But they all act as though Ko knows that they are the Die Rangers. But I don't remember yeah. when that happened. Like at what point Ko was like pretended to not know and then was like, oh, I guess I know now that you are the Die Rangers. Like there's these yeah. people who always come save him and then they turn into superheroes and now they're all friends. And it's like, do they think that he's like a kid's sidekick? Do they? Dude, I don't even know. There's, well, I mean, okay, it's a, it's a real, know. they gloss over it really heavily. And I don't know like how much they think that Ko knows. Well, you know, okay. I think we've, it's been pretty clear in the past that the Rangers are not like super duper private about like the, you know, like about their secret identities. Right. And Ko is like connected somehow. He like lives in Kasumi's apartment. Maybe they're just like, all right, whatever. He just kind of knows. That must be it. It's just weird because I was watching some episodes, as I was saying earlier, watching some episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers earlier. And my memory of that show is that, like, that is one of their three rules. It's like, don't escalate a fight unless the other person does. Um, never use your powers for, like, personal gain. And you have to maintain Those your secret good. identity. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, clearly the Die Rangers So the Die Rangers do just don't care. care about that. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, like, Ko, they're they're talking back and forth. Ko is getting, like, really, like... Kasumi's mother hates her. Maybe my mother hates me too. You know, we see him. We see Akamaru's plan come into fruition. Ko is being like consumed by hate. And Shoji's like, you're a fool. Of course your mother loves you. Like, don't cry. Your mother will be sad. Yeah, Shoji is trying to be encouraging, but he is being a real jerk. Yeah, like he's super. Like the like way he doesn't that, know. Like he, yeah, he's trying to do a good thing. He just doesn't know how to do it in like a not jerk way. He doesn't have people skills even bullet shoji the warrior of love doesn't have people skills and so he's like no you shut up your mom loves you don't even uh, like like you can just right. tell that like he wants to just like punch shoji's doubt away but he can't because right. it's not a it physical just, thing yeah shoji it's just not gonna work man uh you know anyway so ko is sort of distressed by all this so he runs off yeah he's out and we cut to a new location, friends. And guys, yeah. this is a, uh, this is a, Dude, this a, it's is a big reveal. Wacky. Dave, this is your first time experiencing it. Why don't you tell me okay. what you saw? So what we, yeah, sure. So what we see is we see like the Goma commanders, they're like tromping around like a railroad track or something, I think. But then it cuts and we see like a rumbling in the ground and then an upside down pyramid just like levitates up out of the ground. Yeah, and if flying and around it are the those sort of like big spherical goma things, which we still have no idea what exactly they are or how big they but, are because the scaling on those things is going to get really dude, confusing in just a minute. Yeah. Cuz it looks like they're about the same size as this upside down pyramid, but in a minute, one of them is going to fly into the upside down pyramid and it's like the size of a basketball. Yeah. So I don't know if these things shrink or what. I got no clue, man. Maybe it's all perception, Dave. Maybe maybe it's just shrinking in your mind. Maybe you're shrinking. Dude, don't even don't try to justify <laughs> okay. this. There's no Okay, uh-uh. so we cut inside the Goma Palace and it's this sort of like a big dark open space with a bunch of columns and Because that's what it is. It's filled with a bunch of Goma. And these are not Goma monsters. These all yeah. they all look like in they're they're in human form. Um, and I get the feeling that these are like the Goma Senate that they had referred to earlier. Yeah, maybe. It is good to point out, though, that I am fairly certain that at least one of these guys has also played the role of like the human form of a Goma monster. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed that this time through. Um, 
two of the them. card guy. Yeah, the guy. What's his name? I, the card duke or something? Uh, I'd have to go back. Uh, duke Trump. Yeah. Duke Trump. That's yeah. it. He is definitely duke in there. Duke Trump is in there. But it's not supposed to be Duke Trump. It's just the same actor. I don't know if it's supposed to be Duke Trump. I don't know if he got better. I don't know if they had a backup Duke Trump. But anyway. Yeah, heck if I know. There's, uh, he's in there. And he has the same like weird haircut and like blonde mustache. Um, yeah. And also the also... guy who played, um, what's his name? The, the Emperor. Uh, the guy oh, yeah, who was yeah. Iron Mask's mentor, the saw right, uh, the priest, priest or something. The saw priest, that's his name. Yeah, he's in there. And then also, there's a dude with a sombrero. Oh yeah, there's and, like, like a mariachi I, I think he dude. He has like a serape blanket or something, and then also like a policeman or a chauffeur. I can't tell which. Well, you know what he looks and like. These he dudes... looks like he is dressed like Cato from the Green Hornet. Well, that's why I said yeah. chauffeur. Yeah, uh, and so these dudes are just standing around, and, like, one of them, they're doing some sort of, like, rhythmic thumping. None of them say anything, but there's, like, a stick, and I'm pretty sure Sombrero Guy has, like, mariachi, or not mariachi. Oh, I think he has a guitar, uh, doesn't he? He's just sort of, like, tunelessly strumming his guitar. That's right, he's got a guitar! Somebody else has maracas then, man. I'm fairly certain that I saw that. My theory on this is that, like, I mean, all the actors are Japanese, but th- these characters are meant to be international, and that, like, the oh, Goma okay. are not just, like, attacking Japan, but they are also, like, taking from other cultures or going to other places in the world, but we're just not oh, seeing that's it. that's good. Like, I that don't think good. that no, we ever see the confirmation of that later in the show, but it's the only reason that I can think that there would be, like, a mariachi member of the Goma Senate. Yeah, dude, headcanon game on point. Well done. Uh, okay, so there's like sombrero guy, chauffeur policeman. Uh, there's like what look to be uh, some like Shinto priests there. And then we see it's the three Goma commanders that we know. Yeah, and, and they are being berated by the shogun uh, who is the adopted father of Akamaru. Denpo is his name. Thank you. And so he's yelling at them, and he's like, you were supposed to stay out of it. Akamaru is, like, handling this. Like, you guys are getting in the way. And he's just, like, they're, like, yelling back. And, and, I, and I shouldn't say that. They're yelling back and forth. Denpo is yelling at them, and then Shadow is getting, like, angrier and angrier. And eventually, like, long story short, Shadow like, pulls a knife on him. Yeah, he is about to, to stab this, this man in the middle of the Senate. And the only reason that he doesn't is because somebody hits a gong that announces the arrival of Goma the 15th. Yeah, but it's he doesn't show up. It's like his butler. And so this is where the balls come in. The like floaty orb like floats in, like floats down the little walkway that they're standing on, hits a gong, and then transforms into a butler who is wearing some sort of like mask. I th- I mean it's definitely a mask. I don't know what it is. Like, if it's, like, a specific thing. But it's a mask. And he's like, okay, well, Goma the 15th is about to show up. And then he has a tray with two more masks on it. And Shotham and Denpo put the masks on. And then, like, rise up on, like, they stand out of these columns. And the columns, like, rise up until they are in the presence of Gomer the 15th, who is himself on a giant red column. Like, there's nothing solid in this, like, throne room space. It's just all columns, all right? Yeah, they're all just sort of... There are some suspended, there are some vertical, there are some horizontal. Um, And any time that anyone ever goes to talk to Gomer the 15th, because we're going to go back to this, like, throne room a few more times as the series progresses... Okay. Those are like the that. ceremonial masks that you have to wear to go when you go to talk to Goma the Fifteenth. Like everybody nice. does it. It's great. That's fantastic. That's amazing. It's just this weird little like flourish that they put into the Goma society. I I don't know if there was at some point while they were doing this some sort of like I imagine some sort of story bible where they wrote all this stuff out, but. What they do is they give a very good sense of the Goma not just as, like, a group of villains, but as a weird, like, otherworldly race and society. It's it's very cool. Yeah. The mask thing really, like, I really like that idea. I like it enough that I might actually steal that, like, for LARP or something. 
Yeah, and they're cool looking masks. You know, I will. I'll make are. myself a note to put that up on the Twitter. So yeah, so they're up in this like throne room space, and like I said, there's no floor. Just everybody is standing on like an individual column, and the columns kind of move around as you want to like get around this space. So Goma the Fifteenth himself is like facing the other way. Denpo and Shadam show up. Yeah, and it looks as though Goma is like meditating or sleeping, and then we see yeah. another one of those balls fly into the room. But it's not solid. It's like ethereal. And then it flies Dude. into Goma the 15th, like into like a giant eyeball that's on his like weird headdress. Chest. Oh, it's okay. It's on his headdress. Um, and then he wakes up. And then he up. kind of wakes up. Yeah. And he... So I don't know if he'd been like astrally projecting or something. I don't, dude, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what he looks like. He, like, his outfit, he looks, okay, you know what he looks like is actually, it's sort of like a Middle Eastern kind of look. Almost, but like all in white. And instead of, he has a headdress on, and it looks initially like it's sort of like a turban shape, but if you look more closely, it kind of just looks like he had as a giant egg that was cut Mm -hmm. in half. And then, like, half of that egg was put on his head, and then the egg was broken. Yes. Again, wow. I, will try to put a, a really... I will try to put a picture of that up on the Twitter, but I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the heck that hat was, like, a year ago when I watched this the first time. And that is the Dude, best I way know. I can describe it. I think that's a... You did a good job. Well, I mean, you. that is a very accurate uh, description of what this thing looks like. So, he turns and it's dude it's like it's a super dramatic moment like it's pretty like it's pretty intense yeah oh he's also Um, blowing a pinwheel well yes that is what i was going to say is that it's like this super dramatic moment (laughs) and he turns around and he's like blowing on a pinwheel and it's like awesome guys yeah, it is, it is as though he <laughs> like, picked way it up kill the, the same drama. corner store that Akamaru keeps buying his, like, weird little noisemakers. Yeah, I don't... Um, and so he turns around, and without saying anything, he takes the pinwheel and he throws it, and it sticks to the lapel of uh, Shogun Denpo. Dave Denpo. I do not know why I cannot remember this guy's name. I don't know, yeah. It sticks to Shogun Denpo's lapel... And he's like, aha, that means that, like, I am in charge, I guess. Like, right, maybe like, the I have your favor. is some sort of, you know, mark of authority? I don't know, man. I don't know. I have it written down in my notes as the ceremonial pinwheel of official favor. So I don't know what it is. I don't recall if we ever get back to it, but that's sort of clearly what it is. Um, yeah. and Shadam is not super stoked about this, but yeah, he, he kind of, he's like, no, you can't do this. Like you can't trust this to them. I have new information. Here's the deal. And he's like, behold this Goma prophecy orb, which is kind of a neat idea. And it like shoots a hologram up into the air around them. And you see, like, artistic representations of the legendary beasts that the Kaiden are, like, built after. So you see, like, a drawing of a dragon and, like, a drawing of a, I'm not sure what the, a lion and a phoenix and a unicorn and stuff. And then you just see, despite the fact that they clearly could have been a tiger, you see, like, a blank outline of what is obviously a robot tiger like yeah all the it's just like, just the, like the specs for the tiger zord <laughs> right um it's but super he's like, weird yeah it makes no sense and then shot him he's like okay you have to let me do this because the sixth kaiden beast is about to show up and i don't really know why that convinces goma the 15th that he should be in charge, but it does. And so his pillar... You know, the only thing that I can think of is that, um, like, Goma the 15th recognizes that Shadam has gotten this information, and so that he's already one step ahead of the game. 
And so he's like, okay, okay, you have figured this out. You have recognized the problem that needs to be dealt with. So I will let you go deal with it. That's the only thing I can think of. Because yeah, he doesn't makes, actually make sense. an argument. He just laughs. He pulls out his, like, Jedi holocron, uh, shows the prophecy, and then says, put me in charge. Yeah, and Goma goes for it. And so he, like, his pillar, Goma's pillar, that is, like, moves, like, slides over, and he, like, takes the pinwheel from Tenpo and gives it to Shaddam. And then we do find out that Goma the 15th has, like, a weird sort of, like, creepy high-pitched voice. Yeah, he's got sort of like a doesn't, oh shot him like that's yeah that's it's sort of what we're dealing weird. with. Uh, but anyways, Denpo isn't happy about it, but Goma <laughs> the fifteenth is basically like oh, oh yeah yeah shot him like you take care of it, but seriously don't screw this up. <laughs> and then he turns to Denpo and he just sort of raises an eyebrow. He's like, "Why are you here?" Yeah. It's this really... Like, he has lost his favor so quickly that Goma is, like, wondering why he's even in the throne room. So now I want to know what's up with Goma. Goma the 15th. Is he, like... Is Goma the 15th in charge because he's, like, the most powerful? And, like, he's sort of weird and crazy, but he's the most powerful, so they all sort of deal with it? Is it, like, a hereditary position? And it doesn't matter that he's weird and crazy... And, like, strange and capricious. I just want to know. Like, I want to know what's up with Gomer the 15th, man. He seems like a real As time progresses, as time progresses, we will see more of, like, the inner workings of the Goma. And so you will find that out later. So I'm not going to tell you now. But just look forward to the fact that, like, we will see more about that. All right. Rad. Yeah, that sounds good. So, So the next scene starts up, and Ko is in a park on a bridge moping and Kakyo, like does. who has apparently been like following him around uh sort of like comes out from behind a pillar or a tree or wherever it was that he was hiding so and then kaku and this is crazy kaku greets ko as the kiba ranger he's like what's up kiba ranger so clearly like kaku knows the score and ko kind of freaks out he's like how did you know something 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 and kaku's like oh well like i could see like, I can see your Kiryoku. Like, I can sense that. And so that's how right. I know but you know what else he can Ranger. see, Dave? Because when oh, Ko I have a turns guess. in his surprise <laughs> to be like, what? How did you know? Do you know what else is in that frame? Is it the Byaku Shinken, Matt? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's his magical talking sword. That's what it is. The one that's <laughs> sticking out of his vest. The one that you can just see if you look at it. That's what you can All see. All the time? You don't, anytime you, you want? You don't need to be able to like sense his Kiryoku. Just look at him and see the mouth on his magic tiger saber moving as sound <laughs> is coming out. And you say, oh, <laughs> I bet you that that is in some way connected to the White Ranger who carries that same exact sword, Ko... I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> dude, okay. that, so that might not be his fault. Bakushinka might be messing with him, dude, because that sword clearly can, like, teleport in and out of existence. You know what I mean? Like, it won't be there, and then it's there, and then it won't be there again. Like, that kind yeah. of, that, that might not be totally Kerr's fault. It doesn't mean he's not the worst. Just that particular aspect might not be on him. And to be fair, I shouldn't be so hard on Ko. He's having a very rough couple of days here. Yeah, things are not things are not going well for him. So Kako, Kako, Kaku, Kuku, Kaku, Kuku for Cocoa Puffs. Kaku starts talking to Pyakushinken, and they don't talk about a whole lot. It's like blah blah blah. Yes, it's Kiba Ranger. Cool. How did you know? Kiryoku, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I think it's Pyakushinken says. We gotta be careful because the sixth Kaiden beast is about to appear. What? I know. It's like a super big deal. Everybody is excited. Um, and then we cut to Shadam. And Shadam is sort of pacing around what I think is probably just that same, um, temple where the Byako Shinkan had been shoved in the sword earlier where they keep going back to. I don't know if it's meant to be the same temple every time, but it's very clearly the same shooting location. 
Yeah, and so uh, he's pretty pleased with himself that he is going to be able to do this mission on his own the way he wants to do it now. Um, when he is suddenly attacked, not like crazy attacked, but you know, like something flies by and cuts his cheek, that sort of deal. Yeah, like uh, it looks like and a he turns to find who the I'm assailant, sure. and it and is it his is son, Kamaru, and the two remaining yeah. priestesses. Yeah, and Akamaru's like, I'm super pissed. This was supposed to be my thing. Yet again, you took it away from me. I hate you so much, so so very very much, and I'm doing it my way anyways. Like I don't care. You're not my dad. You can't tell me what to do. Basically, yeah. So so far, so far we had Shadam who was like in charge, and then Akamaru like came in to supplant him. But then Shadam didn't follow Akamaru like he was supposed to, and now Shadam is in charge supplanting Akamaru, but Akamaru isn't following him like he's supposed to. So, yeah. well, this is the problem. With it doesn't the... matter who officially is in charge because both of these guys are just going to continue <laughs> to do whatever it is that they want to do. Right. Well, you know, this is the problem with an organization full of supervillains. It's like they're all supervillains, you know. So, after that, like, that's all there is. Like, Akamaro just walks away, teleports away with the priestesses, and then that's the end of that scene. So, Ko gets home. Sorry, we see Ko. He gets home. He's like trying to get buzzed into the apartment. I don't know why he needs to be buzzed in now when before he could apparently oh, no, like, no. ninja his way in there. No, I, I can answer this question for you, Dave, because he's not at his apartment. He has gone back oh. to Kasumi's house. Oh, okay. Got it. I thought he was... I didn't recognize it. I thought he was at his own place. So he's at Kasumi's place. No, so he goes to, to Kasumi's get... house, and he's just sort of like peering in the window. Yeah, he's and, trying to get... Uh, all... Well, I'm not really sure why, because he knows she's been kidnapped, but... He might just Whatever. be moping. He's been moping yeah, all over he looks, town. He looks pretty mopey. And so, and then like a postman shows up and he hands Ko, Ko a letter. It's not like an envelope or anything, which is a tiny bit suspicious because it's a ransom note. It's like, if you ever want to see Kasumi alive again, you will come to this warehouse and like blah, blah, blah. Like, come get her if you want to try. And so Ko is like, oh, yeah, totally going to do that. Doesn't contact totally the other rangers that. because I guess at this point he sort of can't without blowing his cover. Yeah, that may, I guess not. So he's just going to try. And so he goes alone own. to this warehouse, just sort of like goes in an open window, finds Kasumi. Yeah. She's not she's guarded. She's just chilling. Yeah, she's not guarded. Not only is she not guarded, she like she looks like she's tied up. And then Ko like runs over and tries to like undo her bonds. And they're like the loosest knots of all time. She clearly is just not even trying to, you know, <laughs> try to. Yeah, get out. like it's chilling. it's it's a very lazy kidnapping. And so uh, he frees her, quote unquote, frees. Uh, right. Then just like opens the front door and walks out, and there is no yeah. one there to stop him. And at yep. no point does he stop and think, you know, this is all a little weird and easy. Yeah, this is very strange. But I he's mean, just rolling. Fair, he's, he's, like, he's yeah, he's like ten years old. What does he know? So they just roll out. For some reason, Kasumi like they escape. They run down a path. They get to like a river, I think, or maybe it's like the ocean side. I don't know. And Kasumi's mother is it's, there. It, it is the same sort of like next to the river, but not like the docks shooting location that we've seen probably thirty times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've seen it quite a bit. And so she says, like, I'm leaving. Like, mommy is leaving. I'm sick of living with my daughter. And I'm. Le- and Kasumi's like, no, mom, how could you? Like, please stay. I love you. And then her mother just, like, pushes her down on the ground, says, no, if I want, if I loved you, I would want to live with you. But since that's not the case, I'm leaving because I don't love you. And then turns to Kasumi. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Turns to Ko yeah, and says, right. just like your mother. And yeah. then, like, well, laughs she, she does and gets the line, in the car says, and drives away. Right. She says, I can't help who I hate. And then, because she, she gives it away. She gives it away, Matt. And it's in my notes in, like, all caps. Oh, man. Kasumi's mother is a Goma. How else would she know about Ko's mom? Right? Because Kasumi's mom doesn't know. She doesn't know. No, so no. They haven't had that talk. Right. So clearly, Kasumi's mom is a plant, right? 
Like right. she is like who knows where her real mom is or whatever. But like this is not the real mom. She is a goma plant and she is there to make Ko hateful so he becomes a goma. Okay, so keep that in your mind. Yeah, hold right? on to that. So next so Ko so, starts to freak out and he's like, "Oh no, my mom doesn't oh, love yeah. me. She must be just like your mom." He's like gripping like the railing there, and staring out over the water, hands shaking. Just and then it, furious. at this point, as as the hate starts to take over, the tiger brand on his arm starts to glow blue. Yeah. And it says, I'm not really and sure. Like, think the graphics, that I think, are... going to be a very clear explanation as to why that's happening. You will be I don't know why you would think because that. Because there is not exactly, there isn't a great explanation as to what is happening here. But. There's not um, an explanation at all. Something is I don't know why we're surprised by that. that. Yeah, so he's standing there. We hear like a voiceover, basically, that is apparently if you hate enough, you will receive a Goma soul. So not only can you like, if you just hate enough, you can become a Goma, apparently. Which is troubling. Uh, and so, yeah. And so you see, I'm just going to tell you guys what we see if you didn't watch the episode. Like, the tiger glows... There's, like, these blue orbs that, like, fly out of Ko? Is that what it is, Matt? No, they fly onto him. Right? Yeah, and then he sort of, like, Dude, developed in, like, a blue flame for a second. And then it disperses. Yeah, and then it fades. But then the the tiger thing glows again. He hears the words of Shoji... Like, we cut back in his mind's eye to Shoji being like, no, 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 you can't say that. Your mom totally loves you. And then... Just be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. And then he goes blue. We see a series of, like, weird flashbacks. We see the branding scene. We see another scene with the mom where it's in full color this time. It's not that weird sepia tone. And she's, like, flying backwards while reaching out towards him and shouting his name. Yeah, I don't. And then we cut to Ko, and he's like, no, that's wrong. My mother loves, like, my mother isn't like your mother. I think there's another, like, weird glowing episode in there at some point. A lot was happening all at once, guys. My my notes are a little hectic. Yeah, man. There's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. And so, but long story short, Akumaru, or not Akumaru, sorry, Ko says, no. You know, my mom does love me. Like, I'm going to be cool. And so, like, he glows blue again. I don't remember what exactly happens. But there's blue glowing. And he is resolved. So, Akamaru's, like, he's cool. Yeah, Akamaru's plan has failed. Like, Ko like, has, he has not made lost it through. his mother. Uh, he is still, you know, on the side of love and not hate. And so, everything's cool there. <laughs> and then right. we see the five Die Rangers come up. And they are dragging with them Ko's mother. Yes! And it's just in my notes in all caps, I was right. And they're like, this is a Goma plant. Like, she was there to, like, do whatever. And so she turns into, I think, the necklace priestess? Or the yes, earring? The no, no, no. Priestess. Yeah, the necklace priestess. And so she turns into the necklace priestess. The Die Rangers tension, they aura change. Fight, 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 fight. Right. But we don't see that fight, because what happens next we don't. is that Ko yeah. and Kasumi run away. He's like, okay, I'll get you to somewhere safe. Like, they we run, gotta get out of here. They hide behind a barrel or something. Uh-huh. And, and then... And then... Hold, guys, okay. <laughs> so then you see Ko, and he, like, turns around, and Kasumi is just, like, staring at him, and it's really weird. And Ko's like, what's going on? And then Kasumi shapeshifts, and it's Akamaru. Kasumi yeah, did guys, not exist. She's not even real. It's Akamaru the whole time. So the whole time that they were on, like, a weird, cute little kid date at the amusement park, like, sharing cotton candy, that was Akamaru the whole time. The whole time. And he says, he says to Ko, he's like, did holding my hand excite you? And it's just, it's really weird. Like, it's a very strange moment. Yeah, it's... And, and Ko, 
agrees with us. He does not think it's a great moment. Um, and he just like jumps on Akamaru and starts beating the heck out of him. Oh yeah, dude, like playground beatdown style. He has this dude in like full mount and is just like wailing on his face. Um, and then and he then, is pulled off by the uh, the ring priestess, who yeah. is sort of lying in wait. Yeah, and she's like, how dare you attack Akamaru? And it's like, that seems pretty reasonable given the circumstances. Yeah, he's like, pretty well with I can understand here. you... Like, I understand you defending Akamaru, because, like, he's your boss or whatever, but, like, your level of indignation does not seem appropriate, you know? Yeah, like, Akamaru is very clearly the bad guy in this situation, Ring Priestess. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay. Uh, But, you know, as are you, so there you go. Yeah, so there you go. So, uh... Code transforms. Now, here's... Okay, here's another thing. Were you going to say this as well? I hope well? you're going to say the same thing. I was, because I think we are about episode, to say the same thing. Because last episode, there was this whole thing about like, oh, we've got to make sure that we can get him to turn into the Kiba Ranger. And he refused. Yeah. And he had this whole ruse with like planting the sword behind the bush and then running away. Um, and this time he just turns into the Kiba Ranger. Like, like almost, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no provocation because he's clearly provoked. But he just turns into the Kiba Ranger and starts fighting. And they never address it. They don't address the fact that it was such a big deal. And now they just don't care. Yeah. Just whatever. Who? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, yeah. So, he just, like, he aura changes. Also, I would like to point out that that sword and his aura changer come out of nowhere. Like, they weren't there. Then he needed to aura change. And then they were there. And then he aura changes. They must be, like, magically hidden or something. I Dude, that is the only thing I think we can reasonably assume to be the case. So, they're fighting. Like, basically, like, fight, fight, fight. And then uh, Shadam shows up. Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. And, uh, and he's like, while Ko is fighting Akamaru and the Ring Priestess, Shadam just, like, starts breathing fire on them all. Yeah, he's just indiscriminately blasting. Like, doesn't care at all. <laughs> then, it's sort of like a sad moment, I guess. Akumaru... So, like, they get blown apart, basically. And then yeah. Akumaru's like, Dad, I was like, I was in the way. Why did you do that? It's like, Akumaru, I don't... Have you been paying attention to the relationship you guys have? Because yeah, you guys I don't, don't feel like you should be surprised by this. I think you've literally said that you would kill him given the chance. Like, I don't... You shouldn't be surprised by this, you know? Yeah, and, like, the look on Shadam's face is basically what we are saying. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Shadam's like, why are we even talking about this? Like, I kind of want to kill both of you anyway, so... So, yeah, problem solved. So, Akamaru and the Ring Priestess walk off. Uh, Shadam starts fighting the Kiba Ranger. And then the Kiba Ranger disappoints me. Yeah. Because he had... We know that he has the best power of all which is the power of rock and roll yeah and we know that he can summon phantom, it at any time phantom right? rock club and then he goes to do a special move and he does like his weird sonic illusion thing again and i get super excited because i haven't seen this episode in a while and i think we're gonna get the rock band again but we don't we don't we get policemen. it's policemen and one policeman's and like i got you now and they just start you're shooting. under arrest yeah, that's what he says. And they just start shooting. And it's like, Shadow's like, oh no, it's so loud. And I can understand that, because guns are really loud. But like, Keeper Ranger, you just summoned a bunch of dudes with guns? Couldn't they just shoot him? I don't know. I, guess, I, don't, I don't know, know. If they can. I don't know if it's like a physical thing. Because I know, like when Daigo it's just summons an auditory an illusion, illusion. there's like a physical thing. But I think this uh-huh. is just like a sonic attack. Okay. Um, right on. But it's not a radical sonic attack. And that's really what I wanted. Uh, yeah, it was But it pretty... is effective. Uh, so Shadam flees. Ko, like, turns back into Ko, I guess. And then we don't see that part of the fight anymore. We yeah. shift back to the other five Dire Rangers who have been fighting the Necklace Priestess this whole time and apparently doing a really good job because we cut back to them just as they're pulling out their special move. 
<laughs> yeah. So they just are like, Tyron Ken. Boom. Boom. Down. Then she throws an enlarging bomb, and the episode goes for another few minutes. <laughs> like, it does not really add anything to the fight, except that we get to see the robot. Uh, the robots, you know, show up. They form Dyrano. They have a brief fight, but at no point in that fight is Dyrano anything other than dominant. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty good... She puts up a pretty decent fight, you know. I mean, it's as fun. Far it's, as uh, The costumes of the priestesses are such that they have a fair degree of um, mobility. So, yeah. like, it's cool to see a giant monster do a backflip, but, like, Dyrano just decimates her. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping that we were, I would, I was hoping was like, could it be a big fight? And then, you know, like the Kiba, the Kaiden Kiba beast would show up. But, oh no, dude, you got to drag that out at least another episode or two. Yeah. So, so fight, 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 puts up a decent fight, but that's kind of it. Dai Reno like busts out his like glowy flashy sword and that's kind of the end of it. So, you know. Uh, Ring Priestess goes down, and that's yep. it. Yeah, everyone sort of changes back into their regular form. Um, they all meet back up by the riverside. Uh, Ko... Sorry, Necklace Priestess. Ko Necklace goes Priestess back goes to sort of staring out over the lake, sadly. But, but uh, Shoji walks over sad. and like, puts his hands on his shoulders. And he's like, it's okay, pal. And Ko's like, yeah, I, my mom loves me. It's cool. And that's it. So, Dave, what is your high point of the episode? Uh, okay, man, I'm going to do something slightly unorthodox. I'm going to okay. combine my high point and low point. You might be able to guess where I'm no. going with this, but I'm going first, so I'm going to take it. Go for Akimaru it. Akamaru being Kasumi. Yeah, that's it. It's Akamaru being Kasumi. It was wild. It was crazy. It was entertaining. It was definitely, I did not see that coming at no, all. No, not at all. But... It was also very weird. Like, just weird. Yeah, okay. So here are some things that I was thinking it about. Disconcerting, that. Like, I think, is a better way to say right? it. Okay. Practically, go. here's what I'm thinking about. Because she had transferred to the school, right? Right. She had a house, right? She had a yeah. mom. But that mom had, like, appointments to play tennis with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that right. all could have been sort of faked. But, so, yeah. how much time and effort did Akamaru put into this plan? Like, how Clearly, much work did he have to put in to, like, get himself enrolled as a new student? Because that school isn't an illusion. Like, he actually had to show up to school and get introduced to, to the class. Like, that house isn't an illusion. Dude. Like, somebody had to, like, buy a <laughs> lease. And I don't know where they're getting Dude, money because none of their know. plans involve bank robbing. The one bank robber right. they had, like, got shot um, and then fell off a building and almost framed the Die Rangers for murder. So they're clearly not great at gathering income. So, like, what sort of resources was he expending to get a house, like, plan some tennis games and tournaments? Like, it's crazy. It's beautiful. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. I got, I got no idea. Um, okay. So that's my actually high point slash low point. Okay. Uh, let's see. My high point was, um, Goma Palace. Get to meet Goma the 15th. Get to see the palace. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that stuff. I love it whenever it comes up. It's not every episode, but, um, it's just fun stuff. It's fun and weird and kind of creepy. Um, yeah, no, no, that was actually, that's also, that's a really good high point. That was totally point cool. for me is the fact that I don't know what the deal was with those actors, like the Duke Trump and the, uh, Saw Priest, like whether, like, just why are they there? And do they expect me to notice or am I making something out of nothing? And it's just confusing me and it's upsetting me and I don't know what to do with all these feelings, Dave. And that is my low point. <laughs> I'm guessing that those dudes are just like the cameramen. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like those are Maybe. just dudes who work on the show. Just like, hey, do you want to be the Duke Trump? Yeah, sure. Go for it. 
So, okay, whatever. I, 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 I feel like if I sleep on that for a little bit, I'll be okay. <laughs> So I think that is going to do it for another episode of Live and Let Die Ranger. Um, before we finish up here, yeah, man. I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the pictures that I put up from the shows uh, or just, you know, say hi or whatever, we are on Twitter at Bros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Go ahead, rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher or any of the other places that Mark said last week that I have forgotten about again this week. Um, Sorry, Mark. Uh, for all those people who have written reviews and so forth, uh, thank you very much. It's always uh, really nice to see those. Um, once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week. 